0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for season nine, episode five, titled Kardashian the Musical. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined for the very first time by one married co host. From the podcast Pod is My Co Pilot, please throw some rice, y'all, at Mrs. Taylor, the latte man. Someone made a proper woman out of ya.
1: <laughs> There's
0: always
2: time for a wedding. <laughs>
0: Wait, now, you know, we're having you here for the first time as, like, a marrying proper woman. How do you – now, even when I was saying that, you know, you hear people say that when they just get married. Even hearing that you're married and that you have a husband, is that weird and wonderful and awesome?
2: It's – I have been looking forward to being able to use the word husband for months, so. Are you just
0: trying to squeeze it in all the time? Like, my husband, and you're like –
2: and- oh, there was a couple of times on the honeymoon where I said I'm you know, I I'm looking for my husband. I you know, <laughs> and definitely raised my voice a little bit with the volume when I would say husband and it was it was it's it's nice to finally be able to say that.
0: Yeah. Um, well, uh how I mean, as much as you can tell cuz I recommend cuz I'm sure on your podcast. Pod is my co-pilot. This is this is not the um Taylor the Latte Boys wedding recap show. This is... This
2: isn't RuPaul's best wedding race recap. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is... Yeah, you should have got... Oh, imagine if you would have gotten married the week of... Oh, that was just Valentina War, the. That was a white child. Never mind. Okay. okay. That's still getting cut out. All right. But you, everyone should go to Pod is My Co-Pilot next week, right? Not this yeah. not this episode, but the following week. Uh, and download the episode of Pod is My Co-Pilot. Uh, that'll be, it should be 422.
2: I think it'll be four twenty-two. Yeah, we'll do another. We'll do another reminder. Yeah, as yeah. It gets closer, to get but.
0: all the tea about the wedding, but is there anything you can tell us, Taylor? What? What? Can you give us a nugget?
2: Um, I would say the, we were. I'd rather talk about the honeymoon because actually, there's mm-hmm. a couple of things that relate to our show. Um, first of all, I I will I will give this nugget out. We were selected to do something called Match Your Mate. Which is sort of like the newlywed game okay. Where they pick the, the the newest married The oldest married And then then another couple And we happened to get picked as the middle couple Because we danced And we got the most votes mm-hmm. So at one point one of the questions was That Babalu My husband Babalu oh, my
0: wow. husband oh Was my Wait, Why is was... the desk rising a little bit <laughs>
2: I wish. If I could get the desk to rise, we wouldn't be taping the show right now. <laughs> um, one of the questions was that he was asked was if there was a parrot sitting in your bedroom, what would be the phrase that he would repeat for after hearing the most? Shut up, and- Joe. You're annoying me. <laughs> no. The the I said the answer was I can't hear you. Okay. But his response when he – because I was asked the question because we have fans in the room and it's really loud. And he's always asking me questions from the other room and I can't hear
0: him. Now, you but, allow fans to sit in your bedroom and just watch <laughs> you guys
2: Absolutely, you Absolutely. just hanging out? Go
0: to our Patreon page. and <laughs> Why is Jordan Darling just sitting in a wicker chair in the corner?
2: We would never have wicker in our bedroom. Get real. Um, <laughs> and – uh his he said that when they asked Babalu what he thought the answer was, he thought the answer was Yes. <laughs> and I was like, Why would you say these? Like, well you watch Drag Race all the time and you said you walk around saying that. I'm like, I wouldn't say that in the bedroom. So it turned into it turned into a funny moment where we bickered and people thought that was funny. There was another drag race reference, but I can't remember what it was. But
0: people in but, your life don't think it's funny. No, I know. <laughs> You're dead. They're, they're uncomfortable. They're like exactly- <sighs> Oh all right well,
2: but it was it was a wonderful uh, the last week and a half have been a a really wonderful experience and i'm i I recommend getting hitched to everybody.
0: All right, well, everyone should go check out all the details from the wedding on Pod is My Co-Pilot, available on iTunes, episode 422, I believe, because I'm a fan, and I actually listened to his show. All right, this week, the girls take their best sexy selfies, camp it up in their coolest Kardashian couture, and walk the runway in faux fur. Nina Bonina Brown, fee fi fumes. Pheromone, and <laughs> Cynthia Lee Fontaine forget to tell anyone their besties. Eureka O'Hara apologizes for not knowing what it's like to have an eating disorder, while every single... Sorry, that makes me laugh so well, every single queen intentionally failed to provide fashion advice <laughs> to Alexis Michelle. Back on the main stage, Shay was named the winner of the challenge, while Cynthia Lee Fontaine and Faramone lip-synced for their lives. Both of them gave it their meh. So logically, in the end, Eureka O'Hara was sent home packing. <laughs> Taylor, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you didn't.
2: I hated the runway challenge. I thought... Just about everybody looked bad, with the exception of two people. Um, And that's probably the one thing that I really didn't like about the episode. I liked that—I liked the Eureka stuff. Only because I think that she had a little bit of a of a redemption by the end of it. You didn't hate her as much as you had the previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they mentioned the knee from the cheerleading thing finally came back. Like it wasn't just some yeah. random statement that was just said and then nothing else was said about it.
0: Um Chekhov's knee. Chek- you mean Chekhov's knee? Yeah. Chekhov's knee. So I'm calling it. That is such an obscure brainy joke. Sorry, okay. go ahead. I was. Oh, I thought all I the thought theater she... queens. Alexis Michelle is <laughs> guffawing right now in her car. Do you think Alexis Michelle listens? Hmm.
2: Do you think no. any of the queens listen? Like the, 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 where, where they, 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 or, or at least started off until we trashed them and then they stopped listening. But
0: oh yeah, um, I don't know. I'll find out at DragCon. I when, guess. Yeah. When are they today? Gonna...
2: You're leaving in a couple hours to go there. Yeah,
0: which, which is so funny. Imagine that's the one question. I go, uh, hey, LaGanja, Stranger, Joe Batanz here with SiriusXM XM Radio, Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105 101 with Larry Flick. Hey, one question. Do you listen to Drew Paul's Drag Race Recap? <laughs> no. All right. Um, Hi, Stacey Lane Matthews. My name is jo- – <laughs> I, I just move on down the line.
2: Yeah. For that. Um, it's one other thing I liked about the episode. It's also been a week since I've seen the episode, so I – I- sh- I mean, I mean, I just watched it a few moments ago, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, another thing I didn't like about the episode was Megan Trainer's stupid unicorn
0: onesie. Oh god, Megan Trainor! I just
3: oh god.
0: You know, someone on the internet said that it seemed like the theater girl, the lonely theater girl in high school who really wants gay friends to be like accessories in her life so de- desperately. And she's like, yeah. I, I love you. But like, yet, not really getting gay culture. Like, it was... I think she thought wearing that would be wacky, like wearing being a drag queen. And that they would love her because she's wacky. That she looks stupid. <laughs> she looks horrible. Yeah. And she so. probably regretted sitting there for hours in a onesie. Well,
2: in a fleece onesie, too, under those hot lights. Yeah. But talk about moisture.
0: No, not with Megan Trainor. I don't want to talk about that at all. It's the last thing <laughs> I want to talk about.
2: Uh, so what, what are two things you liked about the episode and one thing you
0: didn't? Um, I hated the runway as well. Two things I liked. Well, you know, I'm going to go with actual bizarro things. I really liked the drama on Untucked. Okay, so I like Alexis Michelle. I like that whole moment with Alexis Michelle was blaming them for her outfit. <laughs> and not winning. Meanwhile, Theramone's trying to, like, oh, I'm gonna be lip-syncing, and she's like, sit down! I'm not done. Like, <laughs> I'm not I, done. <laughs> I live for that kind of messiness, and then, um, I think, oh, I know what I love. I actually put it on Facebook when I was posting about something, but it's, it's, it's the little things in this show, the tiny little things that people catch that I just are just wonderful, but when you're, you're well, I'm sorry, but when Yuriko O'Hara was brought to the front of the stage and she is being a limit. She's being, you know, uh, told to sashay away and there's this wide shot and Farrah's crying and Cynthia's crying and the cast is crying and Nina Bonina Brown just in a like a fierce way has her back turned and she's facing the wall. Yeah. Did you see
2: that? I, I saw, I saw a screen capture of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that to me, I live for that. That's why I kind of live for Nina and her messiness and her craziness. And uh, I just, I, I just, just, I live for that single solitary black tear coming yeah. down. Like, I mean, it's almost like you would have to put glycerin in someone's eye in a movie set to make that happen so perfectly and well timed. Yeah. So I kind of live for that too. That's what the two things I like. And I, yeah, I also hated the challenge. And it's so funny, too. and i want to make this point now. Mm-hmm. Seeing the challenge this makes me hate Kimura Black even more cuz clearly she took her faux fur challenge and put it for the superhero challenge like she, wore, she like that was her faux fur challenge don't you think
2: yeah well it seems like she left it behind for Trinity to wear cuz it looks like almost the exact same
0: Oh, outfit. you think that happened yeah you probably I wouldn't right be surprised
2: I mean even like with the big furry boots and the weird pelt in the front and all I, th- that was my first time like that's Kamora's look yeah so well, Not cool. Tr- Trinity wore it better. One thing that I do want to mention is I listened while we were on the, on cr- the cruise. Listen to what? For my for my honeymoon, I l- your honeymoon. to my honeymoon, my
1: honeymoon, my honeymoon. Yeah.
2: Oh god. Oh god. I'm disgusted by myself when I just said that. Um. We you mentioned that Eureka was sitting on a stool during uh during the lip sync for your life, and you yeah. you were you were giving her shade for that, but now we understand why because she was oh, continuing yeah. to have knee issues.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, one of the things we learned was a lot of people had problems on that cheerleading episode. Um, you know, Cynthia Lee Fontaine hurt her cuckoo. No, she hurt her ankle. <laughs> and... Um, Apparently uh, Charlie Hyde's broke yeah. a rib. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Allegedly. I, I, yeah, I'm very, I'm dubious of that. I don't know. It seemed right. very like, well, I hurt my rib, which how do you prove that? Right. You know? Anyway, but uh, let's go on. In the workroom, after Charlie's elimination, Trinity Taylor immediately wipes away the mirror message. Alexis confesses that she wants to be on top. Nina complains about a conspiracy, and Eureka and Trinity continue their feud. The next day in the workroom, RuPaul enters and announces this season's first mini-challenge.
4: Now, for today's mini-challenge, each of you needs to shoot a sexy selfie with Jason, Jared, and Yadir. As in frankly, yeah, dear, I do give a damn, <laughs> okay, Taylor everyone 's been
0: wanting this mini challenge they 've been like, "Ugh so thirsty for it. What were your thoughts on the mini challenge? It was a sexy selfie? It was dumb <laughs> it was it, it was it, i I understand now,
2: considering the Kardashian the musical, but in the beginning i 'm like this is this is the first mini challenge of the season. And I thought it was ridiculous to try to have that many people in and they were all trying to do these weird poses where it looked like, you know, not that I'm a selfie, you know, master or anything. Shut up. Mm -hmm. But it just seemed like there was a lot of negative space in a lot of the pictures. Like there was a lot of just empty space where they they, they didn't know what to do with the pit crew. And I was not impressed with the looks of the pit crew either. I miss Miles Davis Moody. I, I had a big thing for while. Oh, miles. really? Because
0: everyone loves this Sean Morales, and I could I could see him being your type, too. Sean Morales, I—well, th- Sean Morales was
2: kind of cute, except for the stupid tattoo things with the circles with the lines and all, and I thought I remembered somebody telling me once—or not telling me, but I'm reading somewhere—that he was sort of hygienically challenged.
0: Yeah, yeah, he smells.
2: Yeah, so that—anytime I see him, that's what I imagine. I imagine him smelling like armpit, so that that doesn't—you've told me stories about another celebrity that every time I see him— I, I I
0: know I feel bad about telling that story because not only do you, I do get it from you, but I hear about it from three or four other people that every time they see um, this celebrity, <laughs> that they just think of poo smell. Yes, yeah. Yes, But, but I and think the thing is, I think
2: he's cute too. That's the problem. Is it's somebody that I I always oh think he's, very he's cute, and but. let me
0: tell you something because you know I I used to know him. You know I don't I don't I, I wouldn't consider myself knowing him now, but. Um, I used to know him, and he is very your type. He's short, he's stocky. He has—I will tell you this—he has a big, fucking, nice, juicy ass. At least he so I did can that. see that. Yeah,
2: he's—he's—he yeah, he's that—he's that little juicy, stocky guy.
0: I yeah, so. like, just want the, like... Who's, whose name we're not going to say. <laughs> yeah, but it rhymes with Adam Devine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what did you think about, you know, Trinity Taylor immediately wiping away the mirror message before they could read it?
2: That doesn't surprise me. Um, I think what surprises me is that she's still in the competition.
0: Uh. Oh, really? Because everyone, like, likes her now. No, uh,
2: she, I, I like some of her looks, but she is somebody that we talked about at Meet the Queens that we said would be one of the first ones gone, and mm-hmm. now we're, like, four or five in.
0: I wonder how she right she has been.
2: I, you know, it's funny you mention that, because I actually found on a piece of paper, I was doing a... Making a to-do list, and I found yeah. who we said we thought would be going home in the first...
0: And we, we matched, I remember we matched uh, We matched the first quarter. So let's check that, let's, to, let's do a check-in. We matched the first quarter. I, I didn't that.
2: match the first quarter at all.
0: No, 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 We you and I matched. So that means I had the same people that you did.
2: Okay. Well, do you, do you want
0: to know who we said was going to be the yeah. first three to go home? Well, we didn't say in that order, we just said that we we'd established as long as they were in the first three or four to go home. Right. Okay. Well, we said it would be
2: Trinity Taylor, Alexis <gasps> Michelle, and Eureka.
0: Oh, we! I, I remember having James Mansfield in there. I remember wait, maybe, we thinking we called James Mansfield.
2: No, James Mansfield. We had in the second, in the second quarter with Nina Bonina and uh,
0: Peppermint. Wow, we really got this shit wrong.
2: Yeah, we're all we're, we were all over the place.
0: People should stop listening to this show. No, keep listening. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Everybody keep listening, but what were we talking about? We got the mini about challenge, pooh smells, and then oh, the mini challenge yeah, I just wasn't a I just wasn't a fan. All what right. was your thoughts?
0: Uh, I just thought it was stupid, like everyone's been and you know what's so funny is a lot of people after the episode aired were like, oh my God, thank God, it felt like a real episode and we had a mini challenge, I'm like it was a stupid mini challenge, yeah. It was a dumb mini-challenge. And Alexis Michelle, I forgot to read this part of the script. After sifting through a series of selfies with the pit crew RuPaul names, Alexis Michelle, the winner of this week's mini-challenge. But let's move on. Okay. Immediately after the mini-challenge, RuPaul
4: tells the girls about this week's maxi-challenge. For this week's maxi-challenge, you'll be starring in Broadway's newest mega-sensation, Kardashian, the musical. <laughs> It's a hip-hop herstory lesson and a lip-sync extravaganza all rolled into one. Ooh. Hashtag Kardashian
0: the musical. As the winner Alexis got to assign the roles in the musical, she assigned the roles as follows. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall be your
1: momager, Chris Jenner. <laughs> yeah. Playing the part of Northwest, Eureka. <laughs> Playing Kim Kardashian, Cynthia. Miss Kylie with your selfie game and your makeup skills, Faramone. Playing the part of Kendall, the fashionista, Miss Valentina. Courtney, Aja. Lindsay Lohan, Sasha. Paris Hilton, Trinity 10. Yes. Playing the part of Brittany is Peppermint. <laughs> Playing the part of Black China, the newest Kardashian, Miss Sheikulet. Playing the part of Chloe, Nina Bonina, Brown, the I third. Love-
0: Okay, Taylor, this is where now, during this part, this is where I want to talk about, because we're going to move on to different people's different dramas after this. I want to talk about the actual musical itself. What were your thoughts on the musical? Did you like it? Because I know you've been a fan of previous musicals. This
2: was definitely not one of my favorite musicals that they've done. I think a couple of people were really, really stood out. One that I was glad to see stand out was Peppermint as Britney Spears, because she's felt kind of like a little bit of a filler queen up to this point and i i just there's something about her that i am drawn to i think that alexis as chris jenner was pretty damn perfect she looked a lot like her you know she she uh she did the role really really well so that was that was very smart for alexis to cast herself as chris jenner um but for, I, I, I can think of other ones. One of my favorite ones is still the Glamazonia Airwaves or Airline or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I liked Pitch Perfect. I know I know Daniel loved Pitch Perfect on that season. But I, I
0: believe it's called Bitch Perfect. But okay.
2: Oh, bitch! Oh, sorry, Bitch Perfect. That's right. So well, I'm sure I got the Airlines thing fucked up too. Uh, but yeah, this one was. But I'm also not a Kardashian fan. At all I don't like them I don't like what they represent As far as American pop culture And so that, I already kind of went into it With a bad taste in my mouth
0: Thank you Which is by the way The slogan Of my new film That I'm making A bad taste in your mouth <laughs> Well I w- Already walked in With a bad taste in my mouth this is like, That's going to be The tagline for it Actually it's going to be The tagline for our podcast it should be. I'm already winning with a bad taste in my mouth. Um, you know, again, I tweeted this. Did you see that Lucian Piani liked this tweet, actually? Or, I'm sorry, our show tweeted this. I didn't tweet. We both, Taylor and I have meetings we're talking about the Twitter <laughs> account. And uh, I, uh, our show tweeted about this, and Lucian Piani liked it, which is, he may be cuckoo, right? And I don't mean, like, L- Cynthia Lee Fontaine's ass. He may be a crazy, mm. crazy person, okay? Yeah. But, he writes a catchy tune, and I Predicted, and I was right that you were going to really feel the loss of Lucian pianni in this musical because it was a it was a it was a ripoff of Hamilton, which is fine, but it wasn't even done well. It wasn't you could you could have done it such a better job. Partially, too, the problem is is the show was essentially sucking the ass of the Kardashians. They didn't go into town making fun of them. Like they hinted at the sex tape, but they didn't go in on the sex tape. They didn't go in on. All of their messy drama that they've been involved in. Shit. I just saw... I mean, they have a lot of real messy drama. Notice Caitlyn was missing. Where was Caitlyn?
2: Yeah. You know? Oh, can you imagine with all the girl you got, she-mail, if they had had somebody that would have been... That, no, th- but that what would... if you just accept she's a woman? Um, I, I, think, I think that that is a fine line that the folks at Logo slash VH1 did not want to possibly step over.
0: Okay, so you don't even have to go towards Caitlyn. I mean, there are so many... Events that have happened in the like, how about her different marriages? Like they they so didn't go in on any of this. You know they didn't go in on Chloe. They just it was like such a like a love letter to the Kardashians. Even though Chloe's been on a few times, it was such a like oh we love you Kardashians. And I agree with you. I think the Kardashians are a terrible thing to happen to pop culture. I don't care if they're nice. I don't care if they're hardworking. They could be the nicest hardworking people ever. Um, a lot of people in the Bo- George W. Bush administration were. Nice, hardworking people it still doesn't mean they didn't do shitty things. Yeah, you know. So uh, I just sort of feel like you know what are you what are you contributing to society, and and why? Let's celebrate people who could and, and you could still bring them down. I don't know. It's just I feel the Kardashians are so gross. I think they're just yeah. gross, grasping celebrity, fame-seeking, horrible people. Much like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. like this podcast. Horrible.
2: Because what are we giving to society? Nothing.
0: <laughs> we're giving Yeah, but we're not I don't know, we're not gross. Well we no, look, I'm gross. You know, I look like a, a bowl of three day old cereal has been left in a hot locked cabin for a summer. Oh well so long those self esteem classes you're taking to work
2: and that's <laughs> that's really
0: good. <laughs> but uh that but the point is that I don't know. It's, it, let me put it this way. When you have the, they obviously recognize and they utilize. And I, I and I also don't take, I'm not offended that they have so many followers, but what are you doing with that power? And I will say, I will say Kim Kardashian was on Ellen DeGeneres this week. I'll give her, I'm going to give her this. And I'm going to give her another shot where she said, because of the Paris robbery. hmm She's decided to be less materialistic and turn over a new leaf, but then people were saying like, ah, that's all bullshit because at the same time, as the interview's airing, she's promoting this person and that thing, like you know, all the sponsored posts she has to do. Right. So I don't know if, but if she says it, let's see what she does. Let's see what she does with this newfound uh, power and fame and this turn over a new leaf thing. So, uh, but as far as the musical goes, um, and then the performances, like I will give Nina Bonina Brown this. She. I mean, look, it's show business. You're not going to get the role that you want. Okay? Right. But I will say Shea Coulee got the winners. You know, she won the challenge. But I think if Nina or Peppermint would have been in that role, they would have won the challenge. I think it was the role. I don't necessarily think... I mean, Shea Coulee did a great job. Don't get me wrong. I'm taking nothing away from her. Yeah. But that role was the, the best. That role in Chris Jenner... Set you up to be the winners,
2: yeah. Uh, and I, I could see Nina doing a good job as Black China from the little bit that the very, 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 very little bit I know about Black China. I mean, she's kind of the equivalent. She's a Banshee girl, so it's very much where either one of them could have done that. And I think that Nina though brings a higher level of Banshee girl than Shay does in some ways, or could have. And, and and could have won the, won the challenge with this as well. But like you said, you're not always going to get the parts that you want.
0: Yeah. And then other people, Farah was horrible as one of the – I think she was Kendall Jenner, right?
2: She was one of them, yeah. She was
0: Kylie or Kendall. She was horrible. Cynthia Lee Fontaine was horrible as Kim Kardashian. Which she – the makeup was great.
2: She 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 definitely resembled Kim Kardashian – but I think this just goes back to a question of of all the queens they could have brought back. Why bring back Cynthia Lee Fontaine? Because I mean, other why. other than that she seems to be a very nice person, she doesn't have the level of talent that I think some of the other people that have been on the show should have gotten the, you know, that they could have brought back.
0: Is this a real question?
2: Is this a real question that I'm like, asking?
0: With a rhetorical question? Or is it, it was more question? of a
2: rhetorical question, I mean, but if right. you if you have an answer for it, I'd love to hear it.
0: Yeah, because of Pulse and of because of this Fakakta cancer.
2: Right. I, I, and I get that. But that doesn't make a good competitor on the show. They don't care. They just well, want to make okay, good Okay, but
0: television. you know what? I care. There I know you people... care. No, I know you care. I'm talking okay. about... Th- when you say, why did they? I'm talking about the producers, and that's yeah. why they brought her back. I don't give a shit. I know. It's it just... it's It's kind of... Like, oh, okay.
2: We, 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 You've got to talk about Pulse. You've got to talk about cancer. You've got to talk about your cuckoo. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Cynthia Lee Fontaine. <laughs> sashay away. I know. Stupid. You're weak on her knee. <laughs> Killing okay, that. Okay, to be, to be fair, though, between the two of them, okay. I know we're going to get to lip sync later. Cynthia, if if only one person was going home, it wasn't going to be Cynthia. Mm-hmm. That. hmm That busted kneecap is the best thing that's happened to pheromone this entire
0: season. I'm going to tell you something. I am not attracted to this pheromone. She's, I don't know, she in theory should be my type. Yeah. But there's something going, she's aging. In theory. (laughs) (laughs) She's 24. She's over the (laughs) Ugh. Sorry. No, there's just something about her. I'm just When she's in boy, her boy look, I'm just like, ooh, ooh. You know, like, that's not good. Not a good look, you know? Like, can't, let me put it this way. Candid Pheromone is not a cute person to me. Also, uh, on the on the other side, her boy name is Cameron, which I'm like, ugh. Oh, okay. is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: I, I... Yeah, Pheromone, there's something about her. I think as a boy, she's a pretty boy, which that's... I don't necessarily like pretty boys. Um, unless they're Zac Efron, because Zac Efron is very pretty to me. But... Uh, there's something about the weird, whiny, the uh, that she's constantly doing that I think she thinks is endearing, and it actually is nauseating.
0: Okay, I'm glad you're saying that because I'm the person I fall for. It. Like when she's crying, Taylor, at the point I'm making, I'm not attracted to her, but I can't see a twink cry. I can't. <laughs> like you know sweet michael is another person who'll call me and he, or noah too they'll call me crying and i'm just like i'll just drop whatever i'm doing i'm like no please twink don't ever be sad don't cry
2: <laughs> now do you just call them twink because that way you're
0: not sure who you're talking I, to but I, you're- I can't tell which one's sweet michael which one's noah, so I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just i just say twink i'm like twink don't cry please twink don't cry i'll do whatever it takes stop and pheromone, like that lip starts quivering and the eyes start to get watery and, the, 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 and just like, oh, my heart melts. It does, that doesn't have that effect on you?
2: No. No. I deal with crying people all the time. I am dead inside.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. And, well, no. Usually I'm dead to people who are... I, I remember one time when I was in college, I had this Swiss guy who lived with us, right? A foreign exchange student. And, like, in the fall of the, you know, fall semester, at some point, his girlfriend from not, yeah, his girlfriend from yes, Switzerland came to visit, and she was with us for, like, two weeks or something, you know? And the night before she was supposed to leave, I was walking through the living room, walking to class, and leaving to go to class, and they were holding each other, and, like, Taylor sobbing, sobbing, crying, like, sobbing, and I didn't give a shit, but I felt I needed to say something, right? And I was like, hey guys, I'm really sorry they're going through this. I feel really bad. Right? And I walked out and I left, went to class. So she leaves and a few weeks go by. And then Philip was his name. Philip says to me, when you said that, I'm not going to try to do the accent. He goes, when you said that to us, we looked at each other and we started laughing because that was the stupidest thing to ever say. Like, why would you feel bad? You're not the one leaving. Who says they feel bad? Right? And I was like, okay, Dick, right? Cut two months later, she comes during like the winter spring of the year, and again she stays for a few weeks, right? And now again, night before she's leaving, holding each other, sobbing, like Taylor, like they can't breathe, sobbing, crying, right? I poured myself a bowl of cereal, (laughs) and I sat in the living room, five feet from him, and Jen just (laughs) stared at them as they cried.
2: So this is the origins of Joe Batanz. You're telling us how you got to be the person you are today.
0: <laughs> the villain Tina that I am. The, yes. the <laughs>
2: <laughs> Of course, in my head, I'm picturing them in, like, lederhosen. <laughs> and dressed like the Swiss Miss Girl. <laughs> and you're just sitting eating cereal.
3: <laughs>
0: All right, Nina Bonina Brown. She was the focus of this week's episode. During the casting of the Kardashians musical, Nina became disheartened when she didn't get the role she wanted.
5: I'm not too happy with the role that I'm given. She knew I was whispering to her that I wanted Black China. And so that kind of puts me in a place of, I can't trust these hoes. I should have been Black China. I'm not, I'm not being funny, but I mean, I love Shay, but like, she doesn't wear a body. And Black China isn't known for body. She's not, Shh. Black China was my role. That's what I wanted. I have no other character in mind except Black China, And I'm very upset. Now I know. It's going to be a lot of favoritism. Shoot.
0: In rehearsal, Nina couldn't hide her sour face from Todrick, who ordered her to bring it during the performance. During the judges' critiques, Todrick confronted Nina about her anger. You were a little bit difficult to work with yesterday. Can you please tell me what was going on?
5: My mind was very set on Black China. And when it was given to Shay, I'll, I thought that it was like a setup in a way for me to like fail.
4: What we just heard was that there was a conspiracy theory that sounded more like
5: paranoia. Is this an ongoing theme
4: throughout your life?
5: I've always mentioned how the Atlanta scene has treated me. And I felt like they never embraced me. And so I just felt like people just have something against me.
4: I've seen so many people wear their victimhood as a badge of honor. Don't let that sabotage your opportunity here.
5: Okay. Sorry, sorry. Thank you.
0: During Untuck, Shea Couleé did her best to put the fire back in Nina's belly.
3: We believe in you, Nina. I believe in you. Because we all believe in you. Do not, do not. You ain't going right? And if for any reason place? you find yourself in that um, bottom two, you better fight that mother. Because, hey, listen to me, think about every little dark-skinned brown girl out there that anyone has told that they didn't deserve it, it, (laughs) they didn't belong, (laughs) that that they weren't worth it, and that it was too much for them (laughs) (laughs) to want it. You do it for all of them, not just you, every single one of them. We are doing this for more than just us. You understand what I'm saying? So do not give up. Because if you give up, you tell them that it's okay to give up in the situations that they're dealing with, and that ain't okay, because this world is way too rough for them to give up. Right. You know how to perform. You know how to do this. I'm not ready to lose you. I'm not ready to lose you, as my sister is telling please don't. Please don't. If anything, can you please just do it for me? Can you do it for me, Nina? Yeah,
0: come on. Okay, before you put on your therapist hat, Taylor, interesting, did you notice the little weird, like, uh, in the background we saw this was speech was happening at the same time that Cynthia was blessing the chair that Eureka broke?
2: Yeah, that was a weird, that was a, a weird moment.
0: Yeah, because they're, Oh, it was weird on the show, or that, that, that happened at the same time?
2: Well, that it was happening at the same time. But, I mean, I know that there's multiple things going on as they're all getting ready. Mm-hmm. But the, but that chair blessing was just... I, I think it's just to show how quirky Cynthia is. Yeah. And we get
0: it. She's quirky. And also she, show how fat Eureka is. That she <laughs> broke a chair. <laughs> That's basically what it was about. Yeah. Like, like oh, look, she's fat. But yet, oh, um, people with food issues, they call me too skinny. I... I'm going to get into that. Okay, therapist hat. Nina Bonina Brown, what were your thoughts on this, uh, Taylor Latte Boy?
2: I, I think that it's she was clearly in her own head. I think that she brought some baggage with her as far as from what she's saying, the Atlanta scene. Um, and I see this all the time with clients where they, are, they feel beat down. There is a level of paranoia that is not warranted, in my opinion. Um, and it's just a question of helping people to see – uh, from a different perspective, that you know the world, none of us are necessarily that important that the world is out to get us. Mm-hmm. But there, it, we I have people that I work with that feel like they're cursed, that feel like they are, you know, th- this always happens to me, kind of thing. And one thing that RuPaul said was talking about wearing the victimhood as a badge of honor. I have used a, a similar phrase in the past with people, where I have said to them, you know, th- 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 this is your identity. This this is you identify as a victim. And is this working for you? And and usually people say no. And I say, well, what can we do to get you out of this mindset?
0: You know, here's the thing, though, is you're dealing with people in the real world, okay? Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm going to say, and this is where we could talk here. Is like, what is the advice you give somebody though who's in a little laboratory experiment, and they already ha- they're already prone to this? And I'm someone who's also prone, not to the extreme that Nina is, but I can easily be tipped into this area where, um. If someone, if, if someone does something a little mean to me, you know, then perhaps I will then all of a sudden think everybody's out to get me. That you know, it almost kind of like, um, like you know, like Carrie. Carrie a good example. Well, so if someone spills the blood on me, right, mm-hmm. at the prom... I don't see everyone looking at me in horror that that this happened in pity. I see them laughing at me. Does that make sense? I'm prone to that. And I have to constantly remind myself, and I've been working on that part. Okay, I'm not saying I always succeed, but I've been working on that part. So imagine now you put someone like me or Nina Bonina Brown in a laboratory experiment where actual conspiracies do happen against you. And I have my own conspiracy theory about this where I feel... Because the way they're cutting it and the way they parse their language, that I feel that... Nina was really, really saying Alexis and the producers. I think she was putting a lot of the. Cons- I think because Nina's hinted at this in other statements she said in the past that the show favors the judges. We'll say we even say the judges, not even the producers. The judges have certain favorites. Okay. Yeah. And I think there's a, a, a clip before the beginning of a show where she says like there are people who are always in the top, and something about that, right? And so I think Nina was what she was saying on the main stage, and what Rue's addressing obliquely is that the producers and Alexis Michelle conspired to not give her black china. Because, and I should have pulled this clip, actually, didn't think about it until right now. In her Meet the Queens video, Nina Bonina Brown says, I basically just want to be black china. So I guess she's been saying. That she always sees herself as Black China, and so her point is Alexis knew this. This is something that's not been a secret, and she didn't cast her as Black China. It must be something personal.
2: She was saying that she was literally whispering in her ear, "I want the Black China role. I want the Black China role. Please give me the Black China role." So I don't know that it's conspiracy as much as I, I, you, I mentioned. I've heard you mention this before, as far as producers. I I don't know how much the producers how much sway they have as far as who is selected for which role that that to me i would be i would be a little surprised in that i think that when alexis was giving out the roles she was at least with many of them very specific as to why they were getting the roles or at least you know within a sentence or two just kind of saying yeah saying things so i i think it was just a personal choice i i get that and that's not me you know kissing alexis michelle's ass that that that's I, I, I don't know that I don't know that it's quite the conspiracy theory that Nina wants to think it is. And also having a consp- having a conspiracy theory or talking about conspiracy theories that's a nice safe way to keep yourself protected and to not have to think about what you are doing because if the rest of the world is doing stuff to you, you know, and I'm just trying I'm just trying to be a drag queen on drag race and everybody's out to get me and all that kind of stuff, that keeps that keeps you from growing. You know, and that keeps you from learning what, what part of this are you responsible for? Is there a way that you could have addressed this with Alexis earlier or taken her aside and said, I really want that role, you know, rather than doing the weird whispering in the ear? And then when you don't get what you want, just kind of throwing your hands up in the air and going, Oh, well, I guess they're all out to get me.
0: Okay. I have a couple of things to say. Um, one is I don't agree that, that with Nina Bonina Brown. I think she is being a little uh, paranoid.
2: Paranoid, yeah, paranoid.
0: But I, I, but that's because she goes into these confessionals, and the producers are prodding her. She sees what the producers are saying to her, so they obviously are saying it to Alexis Michelle. Not that she's right. Um, I also want to say that Alexis Michelle did a great job casting this. To be honest with you, I she should have gotten the win for that. I mean, like it was. For the, you could quibble about if anyone would have gotten black china, but Shay Kale killed it. I mean, actually, Nina Bonina Brown did fine as Chloe. They were trying to build up a case so they could put her in the bottom too. But she, if you, I looked at it several times. She did fine. She did great.
2: And- yeah, I mean, for she that could have easily gone where she sort of fell to the background. But when it was the three sisters, she was she was smiling and she was she was doing the dance moves and making the big big animated faces and everything. So I think that she did. Well, I want to go back to that in a minute, but I'm sorry. Finish up. Okay.
0: So what I was going to say, though, is I, I think Alexis Michelle did a good job casting it. But the producers can do a thing where they suggest. And Alexis Michelle is the kind of person, because she wants to win and she's savvy enough to know how the show works, would do what the producers said. I'm not saying that that happened. I don't know. And, I'm, and, I, and I'll even venture to say that Nina's probably pretty wrong or, or overblowing it. Mm-hmm. But um, but but that's what I'm saying. When you put my initial point was when you put someone who's already prone to that in a situation where that actually is occurring, then th- this kind of stuff happens. Thank you. Okay. Yes, go on.
2: Uh, okay. Two two other thoughts about the clips that we had. Uh, you didn't pull the clip, which is I'm is fine. Of when Todrick was trying to do the choreography with them and everything, yeah. and was I found it refreshing that it wasn't the usual where they have somebody coming in doing choreography or helping with singing, and they just do the thing where somebody hits a note or has a bad attitude, and the judge just kind of does a blank stare, and they play like the weird cymbal noise, and then they show them afterwards going, I really didn't like Nina's attitude today. Todrick got up in Nina's face and said, what, what's what's the problem? What's going on? And I loved that. I, that. That was probably the moment of drama that I appreciated the most, because there was a constructiveness to it, rather than the, we're just going to, Watch him, watch her flail, sort of thing, by not giving any sort of input or anything like that. So I I liked that moment. Did you have something you wanted to say or? No. Okay. I want to officially go on record. My third thought is at how wrong I was from the Meet the Queens episode about Shea Kule. I'm really liking Shea Kule a lot more, and the moment on Untucked just shows what a what a great person she is. Not only is she as she's won the last two challenges, but also to have that kind of conversation with a fellow contestant in that way. I, I really enjoyed that and it definitely helped me to appreciate her a little bit more. Plus, like I said, you know, I I'm starting to like her drag aesthetic a little bit more, though I didn't like her look this week.
0: All right. Very good. Let's move on. Last week, Eureka O'Hara got the villain at it when she made a joke at the expense of Valentina about an eating disorder. This week, Eureka felt remorse and walked over to apologize, which prompted a longer conversation.
3: Sasha? Yes? Can I talk to you and Valentina really quick? Yeah, of
4: course.
3: I never really got a chance to apologize specifically to you all over the joke that I cracked about eating disorders. You were having a vulnerable moment, and that's not respectful of me to diminish anyone else's Mm -hmm. you and I'm really sorry for that I also apologize to you are you okay
0: this is just such a touchy subject for me because I do
2: probably still have an eating disorder
1: oh sweetheart and before I left I
5: promised my mom that I would eat every single day
4: it's so hard because sometimes I feel like I'm force-feeding myself
0: all right, so let's stop here for a second, even though we usually do a whole chapter banter. Let's yeah. talk about the eating disorder part, because, again, once again, Taylor's able to put his therapist hat on here. What are your thoughts on this? Well, okay. My
2: first thought is when I think it was Sasha said, I had an eating disorder. That That's kind of incorrect in that once you really develop an eating disorder, it stays with you, much like addiction issues. It stays with you for the rest of your life. Um, on on some level, depending on the level of control that you have, um, I appreciate the fact that they are being so open and talking about it. Um, this is something that we have seen definitely over the last probably fifteen or twenty years a, a more open discussion about eating disorders specifically within the gay male community. That's something that wasn't ever really talked about, especially when you used to hear about anorexia and bulimia. It was always girls, and you know we've seen a heightened. I see it. I see it in sessions with clients, you know, which is specifically scary because you know people with compromised immune systems need to eat and need to eat healthy foods to keep themselves healthy. But sometimes people want to look thin, so when they go out and or whatever. I as as far as the apology goes, the the apology, I, I get why they did it, because they they wanted to give Eureka the, the best edit on the way out the door. So I almost wonder if that was a suggested moment. Because it it felt sort of scripted to me.
0: All the mirror moments do.
2: Right, but that one in particular felt particularly scripted.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um I I I'm not I'm not sure what else to say. I I, I I appreciate that there was a moment that kind of addressed it more seriously, and it wasn't just—it didn't get lost in the fight between Sasha and Eureka last week. That—that that it was kind of addressed a little bit, a little bit more.
0: Do you, like I do, though, think it's strange? Because as a, uh, as a, as as someone who also struggles with weight issues, mm-hmm. that they didn't acknowledge Eureka's. Relationship with food on the other end of the spectrum. It was just yes. In fact, all the the only acknowledgement we get is that she broke a chair. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's a very good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it the other way because much as there are people that struggle with keeping weight on or to get thinner, there are also people that struggle with getting their weight down. You know, I mean, you you and I are both larger guys. I I, you know, you referred to yourself earlier. No, that wasn't this episode. That was another episode. But, you know, that's something that a lot of us struggle with, that, mm-hmm. that, that America struggles with. But it's not just heterosexuals that do it. I mean, you know, there, there's, there were times this on my honeymoon that there was video taken of me, like, dancing and stuff. And I was horrified. Babalu, my husband, took pictures of me wandering – wading into the water at, at the beach – And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) you know, where I did the whole thing of where I'm like, you know, we need to lose weight. We need to start going to the gym again and doing all that kind of stuff, which is why I'm drinking Dunkin Donuts iced coffee right now.
0: By the way, by the way, I'm sorry, I need need to announce this right now. Okay. I was with Jay Ellis a a while ago. I don't know why. I was just hanging out with him. And uh, on the day or weekend of your wedding, I don't know when. And friend of the show, Mike Lawson, remember him from episode one, Taylor? Yes, I remember him. Sent me a text message of your husband, uh, Babalu, at your wedding um, with his brother. Yes. Oh, my fucking God. How fucking hot is Babalu's brother? Why has this never been brought up before? And he lives in Los Angeles. And he's gay. Look, uh, no! I said, I, you know, I told you, Jay- Alice, I go, like, oh, I think Taylor said he was gay.
2: He is. He's gay.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: He is a very good looking man. He, is is. he single? And now he's my brother in law. So.
0: Is he single? He's. Uh, yes, he okay. is single. Okay. He has to stay single until I fucking swim over to your side of the continent and lose all this weight and then I'll be like. So don't come here. Don't. Um, I don't think I can lose enough weight by um, D23. Hmm. I don't know. we got to figure so, that out. Oh, anyway,
2: back so to for all issues. this time, you've been talking about wanting us to come out to California. Now that you've seen Babalu's brother, we have to wait until you get down to your <laughs> goal weight to come visit you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Guys, Babalu's brother is so fucking hot. He looks like Mr. Fantastic, but like a hot gay version of Mr. Fantastic.
2: A hot gay Cuban Mr. Fantastic. That, that is, that is. I will be sure to tell Babalu that. Do you that agree? Babalu's self-esteem feel really good.
0: Babalu's very <laughs> handsome, too, but he's taken.
2: No, that's true that is true but they they yeah that is better living through diet and exercise he is definitely somebody who he, he takes very very good care of himself oh
0: my god he's he's never meeting this jay ellis i'll tell you that for sure no yeah all right anyway oh so the point is they never brought that up all right so people who have weight issues yeah <laughs> okay Back in episode two, Eureka complained that her knee popped during the cheerleading challenge. Well, it seems her knee hasn't gotten any better, and now she's walking around on crutches. Eureka talks about her injury. How you feeling? <laughs>
3: Honestly, I feel okay. My knee's a little swollen. I have to use crutches, but I'm not going to let it stop me. When I was doing the cheerleading challenge, I landed wrong, and my knee just popped. The last couple weeks, I've been able to push through, but now it's hurting, so I have to use crutches. But I have a positive attitude. I'm gonna do whatever they throw my way. You give me a roll, honey, and I'll make it work. Throughout
0: the episode, Eureka made the best of her injury, but in the end, RuPaul had to choose what was right
4: for Eureka O'Hara. We've been in touch with the doctor. You need time to heal and in good conscience I cannot allow you to continue in the competition Please know that you are loved here and that you have an open invitation to return next season But for now I'm so sad to say sache away Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Taylor, your
0: thoughts on Eureka O'Hara's uh, injury and departure?
2: Well, I, I, I kind of said it before. I think they did everything to want you to support her coming back next season. I think that the way that she had been edited in previous episodes, had had they ended at that point where they just said, OK, we can't let you come on anymore. We can't let you be on the show anymore. Come back for season 10. People would have been very meh. But now, you, now, she, now she's the underdog. Now she's got she's got a year to get better and to improve her improve her knee and 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 all that kind of stuff. I didn't quite get the whole where a producer comes running up and like yells you know whispers something to That's RuPaul and then so she disappears. Would that happen in the middle of it? Like the the doctor's on the phone right now kind of thing. It was it was ridiculous. And that the other, the other judges didn't, couldn't hear what was being said because they all looked very,
0: what? What's yeah. going on? I don't Michelle understand. is the worst at it. Michelle is the worst. Actually, the other ones actually did an okay job. Michelle is like, huh? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, bitch, of all three people other, other than RuPaul on that table, you know more about what's going on. First of all, Michelle is sitting next to Ru. Right. She hears the guy talking to her. Right. And it's, also, it's, it, yes, she knows what's going on. So I, I
2: didn't I, I It made sense Again that busted knee is the best thing That's happened to pheromone all season so far um, But I, I didn't quite get the Response of all of the the Other contestants
0: If I was with but, pheromone I'd have a busted knee I, <laughs> A busted wee knee <laughs> Horrible jokes But only if she's crying <laughs> oh, She'd be crying over my dick <laughs> Because Because it came in her eye Okay. I'm Hi everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome back, Taylor.
2: So I I yeah, I mean it just it just felt there's something about it that just sort of felt odd, but it makes sense. You can't tell me, given the whole Eureka will you step forward thing in the middle that she didn't know that she was gonna go. Home I know
0: she was doing Huh I she has to go on crutches to the front. Right. And I then, wonder, rather than just let her stand there. I wonder what, why are they calling me over to the front of the stage?
2: Maybe they, she made a mistake and realized I should be the winner of the episode.
0: Maybe she, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they found my lost phone. And they just want to yeah. give it to me. Um, okay. So one thing I did, the little insight that I do have is that Farrah said that um, when Rude left, she left for like half an hour. And she left for so long, they brought stools for Cynthia and Farrah to sit on uh, uh-huh. while they waited. So um, so it was gone for a while. I, I, RuPaul wears, they had to do that because I think they couldn't. I think they probably already did tell RuPaul something, but they mm-hmm. had to do that for visuals because they don't want people to know she has an earpiece in her ear. Okay. So, but then I feel, I, but to, you know what? To be honest with you, I feel that that's happening on the judges panel, like before, like you know, during like the the judges deliberation while they're in the back room. You're sitting there, huh? Like, eh, seems fine to me. And yeah. then all of a sudden, now a show sure that has a ton of people working on it. She's seen doctors and everything. That they're like, oh no, last like the doc, like you know, like a, like a last minute stay of execution yeah like the doctors run into a fax machine to fax it to world of wonder to get you know (laughs) there's a whole shot where like from hollywood boulevards where world of wonder is they just like run over like they have a page run dash over to hollywood center studios and get this to her no it's they told her ear but they had to visually show that a producer or pa walked up and
2: well okay and i guess the other thing is she says we've been in consultation with your doctors shouldn't they have talked to eureka first about this rather than talk to rupaul
0: yeah, and then also um, we know from the preview that next week is Snatchgate. Game. Eureka could be in a fucking wheelchair for the whole challenge. We don't care.
2: Yeah, it's it just was. It it it, it could have been. It, I I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, um, I don't think anybody did with the whole. Will you all excuse me a minute? Something she hasn't done since I think season one, where she she left she left this she left the the uh, judges table oh she did i don't remember she did one time and i think it was to keep people on i think it was to keep somebody on the show oh, okay. or to not do an elimination one week oh, I, right. I i don't remember i'm sure somebody out there will send us an email telling us why but there was where she said the, will you all excuse me for just a moment and she got up and she walked off stage
4: hmm.
0: she's like and then she walked up to the camera and, and cleaned the lens she's like <laughs> guys this is really blurry <laughs> guys season one is this they dipped it in vaseline <laughs> fly <Sunfly> by day <laughs> fly by night
2: don't make fun of moonlighting i love that show when i was a kid
0: for all people who don't know this there was a show called moonlighting and it had this actress Sybil shepherd on it who she mm-hmm. was also getting up in her years then and so they had this same her 40s. sort 40s of, yeah, she but, was our age yeah but 40s uh i'm 22 40s I in the there. 80s was like 60s now yeah and uh they had this lighting. You would think that uh, they were in a dream sequence the whole show.
2: No, only when, it, only when there was close-ups of her.
0: Yeah, it was awful. Anyway, Alexis Michelle impressed the judges with her performance as Kris Kardashian. Oh, no, her name's Kris Jenner. Sorry. <laughs> Alexis Michelle impressed the judges with her performance as Kris Jenner, but her runway look left the judges disappointed. Backstage during the deliberations, Alexis called a group meeting. Okay, so here's
1: what I need to say. Look, I, I take responsibility for the visual choices I made on the runway today. This was an idea I had. I was going for this like Studio 54 70s disco chick in her fur, so I own that this was my choice, but I've helped many of you on other days. Did nobody think to say to me, girl, what are you doing with that dress? Because I think I'm not going to win today because of this dress. I have better on my hanger. Did no one think to say, Alexis, do you want to rethink that?
0: That's obviously a shortened version of that rant. Mm-hmm. But that was just the initial speech. But Taylor, what were you thinking? I know you're a big Alexis Michelle fan.
2: I, this made me not like Alexis a little bit as oh, really? much as as much as I've got the big pants for Alexis Michelle as a boy, mm-hmm. this was stupid th- th- this was with everything else going on, this is what they choose to focus on on untucked it just it just it didn't make any sense that she's expecting everybody to give her one final look through to make sure that everything's okay on her because she does that for everybody else. bitch, it's a competition. If if I saw somebody that was dressed really plain like that, especially somebody that did as well as she did as Kris Jenner, I
0: wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that's sort of. The, the, I think not only does Alexis' messiness illustrate a problem with drag queens, but also with this show in that the way everyone reacted to Alexis Michelle and how they're like, oh no, they they were all placating her and like telling her that almost it giving her a reason to believe that that was a right way to behave. Well, I think that
2: I feel like we're starting to see people turn on this season. And by that, I mean viewers. There's the are star- I feel like we're starting to get a little bit of the season seven vibe from people. And there's part of me that wonders if this group of contestants is almost scared to, be, they're all scared to be seen as the villain or to, to to have that conflict, that yelling conflict. So nobody necessarily wants to rock the boat. So they're all just, like, there's there's a hypersensitivity to what everybody's doing that people aren't being authentic and people aren't having that argument. And I think this is a situation where Alexis, if she realized what she was doing, would have pulled back some.
0: Yeah, I think it really has become, Alex- I mean, um, RuPaul's best friend race. You know, there's, I, I've talked about this before, but remember in season five when Serena Chacha called them all stupid? And yes. she she goes to art school and she's more educated. And mm-hmm. remember the just the melee that happened in untuck when that happened? That's where I mean that's where like, bitch, sit your ass down and shut the I fuck shut up or hell, whatever bitch. comes from. Yep. And like I think that's also where I've had it officially comes from, too. That's yes. the episode. It may not be that speech, but that episode. Um And that was because she said that like any other season they would a, a previous season they would have read her to filth. And that would be a good question for all of the free- dry queens at DryCon is mm-hmm. what would you have said in the workroom in, in Untucked if Alexis Michelle would have given that speech? Because it was ridiculous. It was next-level ridiculous. And then the, the fact that, that they all um... What's that word, addiction, when you help... not Like, when you... Enable? <laughs> yeah, they enabled her behavior. Thank you, yeah. therapist. <laughs> Taylor the therapist, um, they all enabled her behavior, and you know what's funny? Obviously, she saw the reaction to the from the fans on Untucked, and she saw it. and She must have been embarrassed, so she tweeted, "Oh, like she she apologized, but also you know she should have just apologized because then she did like I was just really drunk, and I was like, even if you were, it just comes off as making an excuse."
2: Yeah, it, it's it's ultimately the look was boring. The coat was boring. The dress was boring. The shoes were boring. And if she's going for some, uh, okay. If you if your backstory for your character for the runway is somebody that's going to Studio Fifty Four in I'm um, in the seventies, yeah. That that didn't go with. I didn't get that vibe at all, at no. all. There are other things she could have done with her hair. There's other things she could have done with her makeup. That stupid hat that she had. On. I mean, there's just so much more she could have done with that. That would have at least where it made it a little bit more understandable why she was dressed that way. But everything looks like it came from a, a store in the mall. It, she, it, it there was there was no creativity to that look at all. She and looked the like fact her, that, right. the fact that she didn't recognize that walking out on her on her own makes me question her her taste level.
0: She looked like a Jewish-American princess from a Long Island going to Starbucks to get a pumpkin spice latte.
2: The, yeah, b- basic. She looked very, very basic.
0: Yes. And that's what she looked like. And um, she she's just to own it. Own it. So that was really annoying and kind of a letdown for a lot of Alexis Michelle fans. Taylor the Latte Boy, Taylor the Married Man, any final thoughts on this episode?
2: Um, it, it felt more like a, a regular episode that we've seen in the past with, with the mini challenge yeah. and the runway and everything. I think that it it, it, it wasn't, it, it it's, I, I'm very torn on this season. Like the more I think about the season, the more I'm sort of like, uh, you know, I, I want to like it more, you know, I, I, it's, it's not season seven level, but it's, 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 it's got, it's, something's got to change something's got to happen for me to really really get full
0: tilt boogie into it i'm getting season seven vibes but i will give i always give the show the benefit of the doubt until snatch game so we know snatch game is the next episode so now after the next episode after snatch game that's when the stakes are raised and i want to see how it if it's still weak after that then we have a problem yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you and
2: I have a big problem. Yeah, we have a huge record.
0: Oh god, <laughs> oh, this again. You know, but uh, yeah. So let's see what goes on from there. But you know, Taylor, you know what time it is.
4: We're not. What gonna, time is? You it? know,
0: we're doing a one episode thing this week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's time for the runway looks. In the interest of time. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, did you have any looks that you liked? I'm, I'm not being silent to be funny. I'm looking at the Okay.
2: <laughs> I had two. Everybody else was a boot for me, so...
0: I really liked uh, Alexis Michelle. She looked like a Jewish-American princess from <laughs> Long Island going to Starbucks for a uh, pumpkin spice latte. Um, no, I can't think of any, actually, that I really liked, to be honest only, with you.
2: The only two that I had any interest in were... Uh, oh, shit, what did I do with it? <laughs> Um, I liked Sasha Valore's look. At least there was some creativity to it with the with the, the the Russian, the tall hat, and the and the other one that I liked was oh shit, Whose was it? Nina. I like Nina Bonina Brown's look. So she, I've been talking about wanting that oh, little okay. bit of a look to glamour. Mm-hmm. And while it was Banji glamour. There was something very early two thousands Mary J Blige about it that I really really liked. She's got it. She's she can't wear that big titted breastplate every week though. I want to see something. I want to see something a little different. I'm that getting
0: way. over the breastplate too.
2: Yeah, I mean because they're just so ridiculous. But I thought that I thought that she looked great. I love the short, you know, the short hair, the white with the, almost like the skunk look with the white hair on the black on the sides. And again, the the one black tear running down the face that was that that perfected the look.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really would. Um, yeah, I'm even looking at usually my usual favorites like Valentina. You look beautiful. You look like oh, you know I did like Valentina's look. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're uh, smiling. Did you stone those tights. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the dance remix of that? I have, but I want to download because I like it so much. I'm forgetting to do that. Yeah.
2: Pheromone I thought looked like Poison Ivy from Batman. Mm-hmm. That was that was the look that I got from her and I just was not 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 not, not a fan. Um, Valentina like you said, I think Valentina's would probably be in my top three. It would be the third of my top three.
0: Once again I saw online that uh, she was doing a look that, would, and this, this is what I like about her, her looks are so well thought out and so to you and I, I didn't know who this person was. Richard, my cousin, uh, inform me, but um, of this legendary, I guess almost nearly identical to a, a famous outfit worn by this, like, basically the Julia Roberts of Mexico named Maria Feliz. Uh-huh. And that's what it was kind of, it was uh, an homage to her. Okay. So, I thought that was interesting, but I didn't pick up on that, obviously.
2: But everybody really... else was a boot for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, that's usually Taylor hosts part, but I'll just, because I have the music in front of me. Uh, that's the runway looks. Okay, so we got a couple of emails this week. The
2: first email is from Steven. Is that Steven Starling?
0: It sure is, Taylor the Latte. Uh,
2: Okay. And he writes, I loved the Kardashian musical, and I don't even love Kardashians, but it made me wonder, which Kardashian do you think best represents you? (laughs) (laughs) My guess, Taylor is Courtney because he can be grumpy but level-headed. I I will agree with that.
0: I guess. Trust me, Joe, I know about this.
2: Yeah, no, I know, I know. Taylor, uh, okay, I'll talk about it after this email. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> Joe is Kim because he's the supreme queen bee and has a big butt.
0: Yeah, I like how I got insulted on this email. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Maybe uh, it's not an insult. Maybe people like a big butt. That's. uh
2: well, you talked about Adam Devine's big juicy butt.
0: Yeah, but his is juicy and like a nice like. Oh, it's a perfect butt.
2: Right, except that it smells like poo. <laughs> I know. It has leaky poo coming out of it all the time. It has but leaky whatever. Poo coming out. <laughs> Whoever your guest host is, Bruce Jenner pre kaitlin they have all seemed to be the calm and thoughtful. They have all seemed to be calm and thoughtful so far, and in the middle of listening to Kim and Courtney fight. Sincerely, Chloe Kardashian Starling Bonita Brown.
0: This Taylor the Latte boy. I had so much, so much show business happen during the week that he was gone. I call him. I'm gonna let Taylor. I'm gonna let you address how your attitude was towards me yesterday.
2: Okay, in my defense, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm letting I'm you address this. You called me at. I got home at like from my honeymoon at 11:45. You called me at 12:30 to mm-hmm. talk about all sorts of all sorts of business, show business. Some of it was show the, business. A lot of it was the business like, of bitch. show. Yeah, a lot of me bitching. <laughs> Yeah, a lot, yeah, I have a lot of bitching. So, but I
0: listened. We talked for like a good half an hour yesterday. Yeah, but guys, it, okay, but this was like next. It's like <gasps> I you never would said think next. Said Taylor's on the show by court order. <laughs> like, okay, what no, right. like this.
2: I was exhausted. I'd been up for, since five o'clock, and we. I had been out late the night before at a at an eighties quiz. Mm-hmm. Of which I became the team captain for half of the bar, um, so and I was exhausted. And then from when my, I saw from your vacation, for, I was exha- okay. When you go on a Disney cruise, you need a you need a vacation from your Disney cruise because you do so
0: much. Okay, go ahead.
2: So I, I was glad to talk to you. I was glad to hear about everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. You also were saying that you wanted to redo the episode that was. What going are you talking about? Going. I know I, everybody that listened to the, the previous episode that was that was just a delusion you actually didn't hear that episode <laughs> yeah
0: I've decided so to strike
2: was, it from the record right so there was part of me that was very like we've already released an episode why do you want to redo a new episode but that so there was part of me that was very hesitant to do that because I have like two days to get back to real life and we also still have to tape the episode for the next episode so I just was I was very torn as to what to, not to do, but I also enjoy spending time with you.
0: I'm going to tell you something too. Reg- First so- of all, I'm a, as far as I go, I am a perfectionist, and I want to put out the best product possible, and I. Will not stand for an inferior product. No offense to I will. <laughs> no uh, no offense to Jay Ellis. I wish Jay Ellis could have been on the show, but, you know, technical difficulties prevented. I love it when Jay Ellis is on the show. Blah. Okay. One. And
2: I listened to the episode that you did with Jay Ellis, and I, we listened to it on the car ride over to the, to the port, and I loved it. I thought it was a really – it was a fun, light, relaxed episode.
0: Okay. Next is – I'm going to tell you something. We did the gold bar last night live after episode six. And I told everybody what was happening this morning. Everybody in the chat room was so excited. Okay. I feel we're close to breaking Pride 48 stream. I want to break it. That's sort of my goal. But so many people were in the chat room. It was so wonderful. And uh, we're like a little family. Everyone should, I'll mention this in announcements, but everyone should go to pride48.com every Friday, 9.05 p.m. Pacific, 12.05 a.m. Eastern and join the, you don't have to go in the chat room. You can just listen live. You don't have to go in the chat room. But if you mm-hmm. do, it's like a little family in there. And they, everyone was so excited that we were – I mean, so excited we were doing this. So, um, all right. Well, then, you know, then that I am – That's the answer to your email, Stephen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So then we also got a email from Valerie. And she writes, Hi, guys. I don't know if listening to this podcast has just made me more aware of the edit and the hilariously timed runway music after mirror moments. Thanks, Joe. But Eureka's redemption arc was more like a redemption projectile. You just knew she was going home. Apparently I didn't, but Valerie did. You just knew she was going home. So that twist really wasn't much of a surprise at all. You want a real twist? Make it a triple elimination after that awful lip sync. Can you imagine if they had done that? Which, quite frankly, we didn't really talk about the lip syncs too much. Other Mm -hmm. than, I mean, think of it. But they were both pretty horrible. They're horrible. They were, yeah. I was thinking there's gonna be a double
0: elimination. Uh, that was my thought too. They were both so so bad. It's one of the worst lip syncs I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, it, they, they both got really lucky this week. Yeah. Um, and did I miss something about Farah and Eureka being best friends? Oh, we didn't. Why talk the hell about was that? she so upset? I know. I girl, pull it together. She is at least self aware. See tweet
0: below. Okay, oh, wait. Do I don't know what that is, but stop. Okay. How did that never come up until untucked that Farrah and Cynthia have a history together?
2: Right. And that Cynthia was pretty much responsible for Pheromone.
0: Yeah. Which so an- if, if another whole yes, thing. That's why thing. Cynthia should have gone home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. And they just sort of, yeah, it was sort of weird. That was the first time that was brought up. So, yeah. So.
2: She, she she also finishes with side note. Shay was right. Rue looked the best she has all season. It's true. Can't wait for this week's episode. P.S. Taylor, congrats on the wedding. Thanks, Valerie. Yeah, it's that, that whole thing again. If you're not watching Untucked, you're missing part of the show. I would almost rather at this point they incorporated. I, I've actually started to think about. I've actually thought about doing this. You know, when you're like laying in bed, not sleeping at night, thinking about the show. I've thought about stopping when they all go back for deliberation, stopping the show, and going back and watching Untucked, and then watch and then stopping Untucked.
4: When I say like
0: five minutes, huh? when they leave, because they tell you like they're leaving. Yeah,
2: yeah. So and then do and then do that where you just kind of flip flop back and forth, and seeing what that's like watching the show versus just watching the one thing, and then knowing at the end who's knowing when you start watching Untucked, knowing who's already going home. I would be. I I might try that with this episode. I might. I may. Yeah. In, next you know, week, blah, blah. Taylor. Yes. Next week. Seven days week. from now. Yes. Seven <laughs> days from now. <laughs> Not seven minutes. Yeah. Seven days. <laughs> Not twenty minutes from now. But yeah. Seven. Seven days from now. When seven I watch the new episode. Yeah. Uh, do that. <laughs> okay. All right. And we also want to thank Jordan Darling for writing in as
0: well. Yeah. Jo- well, Jordan Darling wrote an email that we answered all the question. Jordan Darling wrote a question that was like. <laughs> You wrote an email that was like, hey, guys, great episode uh, this week. What did you think of Eureka leaving? I'm like, well, we're obviously going to – like, everything was like, what, what did you – like, Like really obvious qu- – I love Jordan Darling. Jordan Darling knows he- – I think he's a darling. <laughs> Talk about basic joke.
2: <laughs> um, all well, right. This entire episode, then, has been a, has been a response to Jordan Darling's letter. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Jordan <laughs> Darling, <laughs> this episode is dedicated to you. Hey, I want to thank everyone. (laughs) Hey, I want to thank everyone who was able to join the live gold bar show on Pride48.com. If you would like to join me and other fans of RuPaul's Drag Race live as we break down the latest episode, head over to Pride48.com where you can listen to me live as we share our thoughts about each week's episode. Tune in every Friday night at 9.05 p.m. Pacific, 12.05 a.m. Eastern only at Pride48.com. Now, I know you guys are super, super scared that I'm going to do another Patreon uh, pitch. There's no need. We have exceeded our goal, okay? Yes. Uh, so Thank So we are you. so thankful. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are so, so, so amazing. So all I'm going to say is, and this is true, it's not a pitch, is that if you haven't donated yet, you still can. Remember, if you donate at least $1, that's all we really need is $1, to our Patreon page, you get access to our full postseason recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 6. Okay, along with all of the audio for my interviews with the Queen at DragCon, which I'm going to do in a couple of hours. And all you need to do is head over to patreon.com slash Recap and donate at least $1 per month to have access to all of this exclusive content. And I don't know if you know this, Taylor. Mm-hmm. I also was just bored last week at one point, and I just made like a 20-minute mini-episode, like surprise, and just put it on the patron only page. So they're getting like, if you're not a patron, they're getting like, Extra shows, and I'm just like, eh, I'll just do an extra show. And so just, you're doing Rulaska talks? Rulaska thoughts, I mean? <sighs> yeah, I guess in theory, this was more like, re- I, I think sometimes what happens, I get excited because there are all these like Reddit theories that I uh-huh. see, and I want to talk about them, but it's like they wouldn't fit on the main show, or the, by the time we do the next show, it'll be too late. So yeah, and I'm not, I'm not promising it, but if you're a patron uh, at Patreon, you get, sometimes you'll get an alert that there's a free show, you know, random show. I don't mind doing that. It's super easy for me just to throw on the mic and just do a twenty-minute show. And is that something where
2: you upload it directly? And this week, we could probably talk about this afterwards. But you direct you upload it directly to Patreon,
0: or is yeah, that yeah, where yeah, you, you t- could do it too. Taylor. They would love it if you did that. Yeah, yeah, you just go to Patreon, you post it as a creator, and you can post it as an audio file, and it shows up as a little like, um, uh, like a little podcast.
2: Okay. I might do one of
0: those every once in a while. Then. Yeah, yeah. Do, do whatever. They'll be so stoked. They're so sick of hearing my voice, I'm telling you. Okay. So they would love to hear that. Okay, so, well, that concludes another. I, I love that now, you know, I redid the uh, outro, right? That has all, yeah. like, the where to contact the stuff. Yeah. So now it's just, well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for Taylor Fidel Castro and myself. Sashay away until next week. Want to know what Taylor the Latte Boy is up to at all times? He has his own podcast called Pod Is My co available on iTunes and at podismycopilot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at PIMCTaylor and also on Instagram at PIMCTaylor. I have another podcast called Catching Up, it's available on iTunes and at cupodcast.com. You can also catch me recapping RuPaul's Drag Race on one-on-one with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105. Need to see what I'm eating? Follow me on Twitter at Joe Batance. That's in Boy E-T-A-N-C-E, and on Instagram at Joe Batance.